play some. Ryan's too long! It was too long, I believe. It was definitely too long, yes. Oh, well, I still like it. It kills time to allow you, the viewers, to make it on time because it is a live show every Sunday, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. The power of now in sports. Parents who jump in, this is what we're talking about. Parents actually jump in to the game and punch kids and coaches. I'll show you a video on that. And uh, we'll talk about the delusional parent disorder in youth sports. And CTE is discussion, uh, once again, with the media. The problem is the constant discussion by the media will force administrators to find a solution. Will it be the right solution? We don't know. The people that just have uh, have control forced by the media will create an appearance of safety. But they won't do anything logically to fix the problem, if there is a problem. They'll just do something to just create an appearance, cover it up. Don't look it over here. Don't look over here. We're doing something. Uh, that's how we function in this country right now. So that's not good. Uh, Jack is at Surf Cup, so he's not available. But you might be calling in. We'll find out. And IT Ryan is back with us. What's up, IT Ryan? Hey, what's going on? What's popping? Nothing. How's the uh, apartment life? It's great. It's quiet. It's nice. I'm pretty confident you're paying more in rent between your roommates than we do for this house. <laughs> I thought we talked about my rent. No, we don't have to talk about anything. Mine's cheaper than most rents. Oh, well, congratulations. Hopefully they don't raise it on you. uh, They will, for sure. Well, welcome back, IT Ryan. Thank you. And uh, Jet is with us. What's up, Jet? Making a weird face. Can't say it behind that mic. What's up? Quit slouching. Yeah, Jet's playing soccer again. There we go. He's a tall kid. And, and I think he's going to stick to it because he's actually uh, running in 115 degrees in laps and all these sprinting drills that they're doing, showing that there he is are. committed. Yeah, and, and he didn't quit, and he's doing it. It's a shocking Are you me. looking at yourself? Who, me? Yeah, look at the camera. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Narcissist? <laughs> no, well, I don't know. I need to look over there to make sure our volume's on and everything. So it's you got to just trust me a little bit. Yeah. Well, Jet scored a goal. Um, check out Jet's goal that he scored as he plays Fortnite. Yeah, he was like seven. This is U8. So let's check out Jet's goal. Hit it, Jet! Yeah. Oh my gosh! No way! There's. Oh my gosh! The celebration's even better. Watch him. Jet just had the craziest shot. Look at him rumbling, stumbling, and now I'm not going to play soccer anymore. And that's kind of Jet's last soccer game, and now he's going to be playing. If I knew about, uh, what's it called, Sue? Oh, sorry. Then I would have did it. If I knew what Sue meant. Sue. Sue. Oh, my gosh, we have that. Yeah, we do. But you're supposed to hit the the letter or the number. Oh, that's interesting. It didn't work. IT Ryan's back uh, trying to learn all this. I swear. Yeah, so, yeah, now just hit seven. There you go. It's been a while. She did well in the pre-show, but I don't think we paid attention too much. Uh, Question, comment on this uh, question of the podcast. What suggestions do you have for educating parents and their bad behavior? Does your organization implement sound solutions to the many problems in youth sport? Oh, you already have the answer, Jet? Mm -hmm. What's, What's the answer? Make them shut up. Make them shut up. Okay. I think they've tried that with uh, silent uh, soccer. 
I think uh, the only way we're going to be able to do these things is, yeah, we we need to force them to control. Uh, At the end of the podcast, we did get a comment from, and I totally forgot, uh, Kyle Scott, I do have your email. We'll cover that at the very end of the show, and uh, we'll uh, read your comment uh, that you sent me on your email. And I did... And hopefully you're okay with me uh, outing you, but I guess you're out of kind of use soccer right now. But um, I'm going to read that uh, email, and we're going to talk about that at the very end of the show. And yeah, the heads up, we have another question waiting. Okay. We'll, we'll get all questions at the end unless it pertains to our topic because we have a lot cool. to cover in this podcast. We have a guest. We have a guest? He's on the ground. Oh, oh and we have Tucker. Oh, Tucker's with us. We forgot yeah. to give him the camera. Yeah, well, let's get them all crazy. We don't know what Tucker's going to do. There is a storm coming our way. We're very excited about that. And if it goes nuts, Tucker will start freaking out, which he's already whining now. Good job. I don't hear him. Well, (laughs) I don't even have mine on. If you want to support this podcast, Mm -hmm. you can. And how you can support this podcast is by donating to my foundation, which is a 501c3. And it's through the American looking website right there. Yeah. It's through the Maricopa Community Colleges um, uh, program. And uh, go to phoenixcollege.edu and then scroll down to the bottom and hit that Bears logo. And then go to the top of our athletic page, click click donate, uh, put an amount in, bigger the better. But if you want to do a smaller amount and do monthly, uh, you can make it monthly a monthly gift. But it's very important that you designate it to PC Men's Soccer because if you don't do that – it won't go to our program, might go to the athletic program or, or basketball or oh, somewhere else. Yeah. And uh, that's very important. And then comment. We support Coach Cameron uh, or DACA or whatever because all the all these funds go to uh, helping uh, Dreamers at Phoenix College because they don't have funding. So we have to fundraise that funding. And we ha- we've had a lot of good people uh, donate. Kenny Laird, thank you so much. He's donated $1,000 to our program. A thousand. Uh, a thousand recently uh, to help us with this program. You could, or you could pay for our rent. No, pay for kids' school. Do that. Yeah, we will. So the power of now. So I've recently been working, uh, trying to incorporate the power now into my coaching. For the ones that don't know, the power now is a, is a book uh, slash philosophy written by Eckhart Tolle. Tolle stress it, or states that. To be identified with your mind is to be trapped in time. To be enslaved to the past and or the future, uh, it's a problem. He challenges us to shift our consciousness from time to present. It is what the Zen master means when he asks, if not now, when? It is what the Sufis means when they speak of themselves as sons of time present. Presence, according to Tolle, is the key to freedom. So I've been trying to, to do this uh, kind of focusing in living in the now and, and teaching it, which is very hard to do. It's, it, it's not uh, something that's really taught, uh, especially in sports, but uh, I see it slowly integrating into uh, all our lives because this world is crazy and we need to find a way to get away from the past and the future. The media, Fortnite, and all these other things do cause us to be distracted to focus on the past and or the future, which the past tends to bring in depression in the future. You said it wrong. You tell us to not think of the past, think of the future. No, you don't think of either. No, you just think about now. Right now. 
I meant that. Yeah. <laughs> I meant that. So the way Dad said it. The future mm-hmm. brings an anxiety. So a lot of those stresses cause problems. I'm a big believer that Messi and Ronaldo uh, and other top players of the world that can handle playing in front of 25,000 people, uh, 50,000 seat full stadiums in a World Cup game and handle the pressures of the game, handle the pressures of the crowd and and people screaming at them are what I like to call naturals, where they can be able to switch their brain and focus at the task at hand when the ball is coming to them. Uh, they don't think about the, the, their last mistake or anything like that. They focus on the task at hand, and they have a lot of success. They have the ability to switch it on and off. For us, the the normal population, you have to constantly work on things to be able to control your brain, to be able to focus on the present moment. And you see it time and time again where kids – Players, athletes uh, make a lot of mistakes because of what happened in the past. They made a mistake in the past, even though they're technical and they can do those things, but because of the pressure on what if I make a mistake, that's kind of future stressful anxiety kind of thinking, I'm going to make a mistake. So they make a mistake because they don't have control of their brain. So why am I doing this? Why am I working on this? One, uh, I want to be happy. Uh, two, I want to be able to control my brain at all times. In order for this to work, to for me, uh, it's a constant working process. Uh, you need to work on it 24 hours a day and be able to control your emotions at all times. Example, if you're loading the dishes and your dishwasher is not going in, which ours isn't, which I did fix today, Felisa. Uh, I did get that thing fixed. And it's frustrating, so I can be very upset yeah, and... What's that? Jack is joining. Oh, Jack. Hey, uh, yeah, let's bring up Jack. Jack. Jack's in San Diego. Let's see how this works. Bring on Jack. What What up, brother? Oh. What's up? Hey, Jet, yeah, there's a lot going yeah. on right now. Is it laggy? Oh, Ryan's there. Yeah, yeah laggy. don't worry about it. You're, you're a little laggy. It looks really ask, laggy. Ask him if he wants Landon to come in. Bring anyone in. Doesn't matter. Landon, join. Jack, give us a second, man. Right, so, Jack, uh, tell us your experience of Surf Cup. Was it? It was a uh, good experience. Yeah, we had three games, three ties. That's we could have won all three, but you know, they, two two teams had last minute goals, and then we had a last minute goal. But, oh, in your last game, yeah. Who's who scored yeah. the tonight's goal? His name's Andres. Andres. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ryan thinks you're white. So Ryan, I was playing center your... back, and I don't know. It's just I did really good. You like center back? Yeah. He crushed it. But you, you know, you were a center back since you were like four. Like. Yeah. You always played last man for whatever reason. You're always running back to defend. You never go with an attack. So you're kind of putting yourself in that position. So El Rojo is going to be you. a center back now. Yeah. Yeah, well, you can still score from center back. For sure. <laughs> For sure. So uh, uh, tell me about Surf Cup. Uh, did uh, Who did you guys play? Who were the teams you played? So first one was a. Uh, West Coast, ECRL, and then 
Second one was L.A. Surf. And then third one was Seattle, uh, Seattle United. They were all like EA and higher. They're all an acronym of some sort. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, uh, we're actually going to, when, when we get off with you, we're going to show you the, we're going to look over the p- penalty kick that was uh, given in oh, your first yeah. game. Oh, that was stupid. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. We would have um, we moved on. Yeah. yeah, well, don't give up penalty kicks. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to take a look at that and uh, move on forward. But we have a lot to cover on the show. Appreciate you calling in, Jack. Yep. And have have a safe trip home. And make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast. And comment. Smash those buttons. Yeah, smash yeah. them all. Share. Here's Landon. What up, Landon? Hi. <laughs> now, now, now all you have to do is, since you played L.A. Uh, surf, now you can play the Avondale Surf or whatever they are over here. So, oh, yeah, we beat them in indoor. We killed yeah. them. Indoor? You already played the surf yeah. in indoor? Yeah, they were the so. finals team. Oh. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in the Phoenix College of Futsal. Yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah. Well, congratulations on the trip. Have a safe trip home, all of you, and we'll see you when you get back. Peace out. Later. So that was El Rojo. He called in. And uh, so it, let's talk about that. So Jack plays for Excel, and they were up 1-0. This is very important to, to watch. So here's our problem with parents. Um, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna show you a video. So they are up one zero against this Cal South team, and with one minute left, a penalty kick is awarded. Now, I don't think this was a good PK. You can argue all that, but I want you to kind of look at it a little bit differently um, once we take a look at it. So let's take a look at it. All right, there's Jack. Got hit from behind, missed a header, and then everyone's like. Going crazy because there's only like a minute left. The guy bombs it. Yeah. And everything's kind of like, boom. Flop. PK. All right. Let's rewind that a little bit, Ryan. So let's go back to to the penalty kick, the penalty. Keep going forward where the kid fell in the box. Keep going right there. All right. Leave it there. All right. So, yeah, play. Bump. And he just falls down. Oh. Is that a PK? No. Dude, dude tripped over his own feet. Yeah. And, yeah. And then he jogged out. I didn't even see that happen the first time. All right. So he just kind of flops. He could knock the other kid over the way he was running sideways. Yeah. He kept trying to run away from him. Yeah. And he's just trying to clear it out. So it's a penalty kick. He gives it. That's what ties the game. All right. So what are your thoughts on that? There's a and there was no volume. I, I, I was hoping there's gonna be volume on that so we could actually hear what the parents are doing. But just imagine what's being said. Oh my gosh, that's a PK. What's that? Does it have volume and it just wasn't coming on just now? No, they they upload it without volume, which is smart because oh. you don't want to hear the cameraman and everyone throwing a fit. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's 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 many ways to think about this. So w- you you can one blame the ref and just say hey that's not a penalty and all that and and I, you can argue that all day. Or two, you can be grateful for the penalty kick and the opportunity to gain experience, especially for the keeper. You want as many PKs against you as possible to get that experience. You'll never, uh, you'll never be able to kind of manufacture that at practice. It needs to be a real game, so be grateful for that. And if 
if you uh, look at uh, what you could have done differently. So could you have not uh, applied such pressure and group defended? Did we, did we have to win that tackle in that corner of the box? No. We could have stood our ground. We could have got uh, numbers behind the ball. We could have kept things under control. The one thing I do like is Jack sent me a text after the game, and Jack says this, which was awesome. He said, um, I was the reason they got the penalty, too. I missed the header. Then it became a 1v1, and our defender um, fouled the opponent. Jack took credit for for the mistake. And it, Jack, it was not Jack's fault. No, not even but close. No, on him for, like, it's, making it his problem. It's better that the players are thinking, what could I have done differently to change the outcome versus blame the ref? Because you can never change the ref's opinion. It's never going to change. No. You only can change you, and mm-hmm. it's that's what needs to be discussed. But if it's always it was the ref's fault, you'll never look internally what you could have nope. done differently. That's called learned helplessness. Yes. Tell us more about that. How did you learn that? Psychology. Um, learned helplessness is essentially when you mess up so many times that you believe you can't do something. They did a little experiment on a bunch of kids, and they gave half – Half the class, they gave, like, really easy um, questions, and it was, like, word scrambles. So, you know, it's like, oh, dog, but it's all misspelled, and you have to fix it. And then they were timed, and then the teacher would read the answer one question at a time, and they'd be like, oh, it's dog. And then um, they'd be like, how many people got that right? Or whatever. And then, like, everybody would raise their hands except for, like, three or four people. And so every time they got more frustrated – that by the last question, everybody had the same question, the same answer, so it was easy. But the people who had all the difficult questions before that didn't get it right because they had learned helplessness. They believed they couldn't do it. Yep, exactly. That That's a great point, Ryan. Learn helplessness. That should be this, our topic next Sunday. I've been telling Jack about it for forever. It's it's a, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's definitely a real real thing. Always try to internalize and focus. Now, let's watch the end of the game. So I have another video that shows the end of the game. So there's a, the penalty kick was scored. Now watch in the game and watch the body language. And that's game. So rewind a little bit. And let's look. Let's just look at Jack. You can see the body language. Everyone's upset. He's the redhead in the middle. Just let it go. You had to hit play. There you go. Now watch Jack. You can't see him. Oh, shoot. I did, I, did I get the wrong video? The video is seven seconds long. Yeah, I know. I don't want to make it long. Yeah, play it slowly. See if he gets... No, no. It's off. So uh, what Jack does, what I noticed, you can get it off this. Yeah. My bad. Bad clip. He goes like this. He kind of puts his hands on his head like, I cannot believe... Uh, we lost. So that's focusing on the past. We don't want to do that. The PK is done. But if we thought about uh, differently, like we, you need these moments, the, you need these opportunities. Okay, you, you got a penalty kick scored against you. How do you score back right away and give it a chance? Because you want those opportunities. You can't recreate those things. You want those situations so you can learn from them. So never be upset. The, the past is gone. You cannot focus on that. If you do, you get stuck in the past and learn helplessness becomes definitely a factor. So let, let's take a look at some adults who have zero control of their brain because the whole <laughs> point of power of now is 
focus on your brain and be be happy. You want to be happy and use your brain to be used for what you want to get versus having your brain dictate your entire life. But because kids are taught a certain way, they become adults that have no control. Let's look at a parent who jumps into a brawl to save his child to punch a kid. Jeez. Tense moments at a soccer game last night landed a Hebron player and, get this, a Louisville parent in jail when a fight broke out between the two schools on the field. That parent is seen throwing a punch at a player. It was all caught on cell phone video. News 8's Matt Howerton walks us through it. When Hebron and Louisville High met Friday night for a soccer match, sportsmanship went out the window. A video turning heads on social media shows both teams going at it in the final moments of the game. The fight is short-lived and the teams separate, but then a Louisville parent comes Boom. on the field nice. and clocks a Hebron player. That's when all oh. hell breaks loose. By the time coaches and players cool off, police are involved. Hebron senior Diego Hernandez and 43-year-old Daniel Pierce are arrested and charged with assault causing bodily injury. Police say Hernandez hit Pierce's son, which then caused Pierce. Yeah, that's it. So uh, this what this is what happens. Um, we're developing a community of crazy people. Like the, the kids are same age, they're high. Let them fight it out. It's all right. Chill, you can learn from it. You can have that whole perspective. Oh, well, let's see how my son deals with this. Oh, he got hit. How does he deal with that? And try to internalize what's going on and be in the moment of learning because there's a way to behave and then try to help correct that. Now, I've been punched by a parent as well, and I got video of that. Let's check out me getting punched by a parent. Yeah. I don't know why I don't see this. Not the way you wanted this one to end. No, I'm f- on the far left. do not want to add insult in, to injury. And now, one of the Aztecs players is being restrained. And now a punch is thrown by one of the Aztecs people at Dave Cameron. And I'm not sure who that you, was. It may have just it. been a civilian, but he may wind up being arrested. Yeah, he will. I am... Are you the guy walking into the crowd right there? No, I'm right... Where am I? Back it up. I don't know. If you back it up, I can see. Back, back, back. Keep going. Right there. See? An, an unblock left left corner. Are you see the, see the guy the in the left? blue? Do you see the guy in the blue? Yeah. Okay. D- straight down. There's a, That's me. So you're the one walking towards the to- left side of the screen? Yes. That way. Okay, that's okay. me. There he is. Everybody and then I'm right there, and the guy in the blue punches, punches me. Oh, yeah. You can kind of see Yeah. Him. So oh, they kind of miss oh. it. Anyways, oh. Jim Howell did a great job. And now it. punches Throwing at Dave Cameron, uh, yeah. He's yeah. Still in character. A punch is thrown, like it's yeah. part of the game. Well, he's doing his job at yeah, no, describing cool. what's it's going on. Funny. So yeah, uh, I got punched. And what causes parents to act so delusional at sporting events, especially know, with youth you sports? Didn't even you like Pima won. Yeah. So what yeah. are they doing? <laughs> yeah, they're punching a man while he's down. Yeah. So how do you separate? How do you? I'm gonna put myself. How do you separate the power of now, like? learning from reacting immediately because the guy who punched you in the face i feel like he was in he was pretty in the now when he did that you know when people do stuff recklessly you think of them as being like not thinking about the past or future consequences he literally jumped over a fence to get to me oh 
Oh, so he had like yeah, he had some time to think about that. Yeah, he had plenty of time to think about it, but they're so they're so delusional of what's going on. Um, But you bring up an important point: Um, parents, adults, they're so normal at work and in their you know at church and wherever they find themselves. But then sports gets involved. It gets crazy. Even with Mormons, they always say, you know, Mormon basketball, you know, it starts with a prayer and ends in a fight. There's something (laughs) that happens to adults, everybody, I guess, for the most part, but definitely adults because they they become animals. But the the power of now is like, what's going on here, Judd? Oh, okay. So it's it's all about controlling your brain and all the emotions that come about when you deal with anger. Like the, I was talking about the dishwasher, um, I, c- I can't get the dishes in. I can't push them in because it's it's broken. But you know I had to fix it. I could you know throw a curse word and be angry and let all that adrenaline pumps in from anger and then explode. So that's why it's a twenty four hour. Our thing. So when things don't go right, like you stub your toe or something little that drives adrenaline into you from your brain, can you harness that adrenaline and use it for something a bit different? Sorry, you said it's a twenty-four hour thing. It yeah. The power of now. Now means like today, basically. Right now. I right. Write this now. You talking second. to me? Right. You said a twenty-four hour thing. What is that? It. Mean? It, it. You're always practicing it. Oh, never like stop. 24/7. Yeah, so okay. you you want opportunities of having a difficult conversation or getting upset because are you able to take what's causing you to be upset? When you get upset, uh, s- drugs are produced from your brain throughout your body, causing you to have rage, and that's a good thing if you can harness that rage. That rage, th- those are illegal, not illegal, but uh, the it's. Uh, drugs being produced by your brain. Can you take those drugs and harness it for other things, like to heal your body, to be able to explode with energy later in a positive manner versus just explode? I'm mad. Stop my toe. Oh my gosh. Jet, why'd you do that? And just freak (laughs) out. So you need those opportunities to be able to control those little moments. So when you're playing in the game, when the moments become much bigger, can you control them at all times? Because you don't want to be in that situation and be in jail like that. Yahoo. Mm-hmm. But it leads us into delusional parent disorder, DDP, in your sports. So this is written by Gordon uh, McLinland, and he says this, With many parents struggling to understand that the game is for, the ch- for their child and not for them, many have struggled to keep a sense of perspective. The most difficult thing as parents, as well as in remaining objective, as a result, we often think our children are better than they are. We all... We all all suffer from just a diff- at different levels. Now, he, he talks about that, but it's it's not about like, okay, yes, you're delusional about your, your children, oh, they're going to be great or whatever, but That's it's... normal to an extent. Yeah, no, no, it's definitely that. <laughs> yeah, everyone has it, but I think they're more selfish in a way that they focus on Got to win right now. Got to get that trophy so I can put it out on Instagram or whatever social media you're using to show how great your life is, which all that's fake anyways. Um, there's definitely that component. A definition of delusional parent disorder is this. Parents who have a false or unrealistic beliefs or opinions about their children, even when confronted with facts. 
Watching John yell at his son after the game makes me think he suffers from delusional parent disorder. Who's John? It's just a, an example. Oh. I'm not a psychologist. I'm still reading from um, Keith Van Horn is from a blog. I'm not a psychologist. To my knowledge, uh, there is no confirmed condition called delusional parent disorder. I'm just a dad and a coach, but most of the parents in club are ama- amazing and only suffer from a mild form of DDP, which I also admit to suffering from. But there are always those extreme cases, you know, that dad or that mom. Well, I simply made up the name of the disorder. It's a real problem, especially when DDP creeps into parenting a young athlete. It does seem that there's something in our genetic makeup that makes us parents feel that our children are always better than they actually are. We can't help it, and I I feel that way about my own children. Maybe mine are the exception. They are the prettiest, smartest, smartest, and, of course, the best athletes. That would be the exception. Yeah, true. I do have that. Yep. My daughters are the prettiest. Look at this. Um, look at this. I, I can't think of the right words. What? Look at my, my son. Look at this. Beautiful. Uh, cheeky little. What's up, Jet? Creative mind. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> Alyssa Lindahl, who led the 2014 study of the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, found that 50%, nearly 50% of oh, parents sorry. with Have overweight. Have you had a thumbs down before? Someone gave us a thumbs down. Well, they're probably What's one of those on, parents. How dare you? Yeah, I don't care. Comment. Uh, Comment. Say how dare you. Yeah. How yeah. dare you? How dare you? <laughs> well, Why we're, thumbs down? we're getting to the fat people thing here. 50% of parents with fat children were in denial about their child's weight. They may not really be in denial. Could it be that they're genetically programmed to believe our children are just better than they are? I would argue that parents in this study are just like the parents who believe that their children are better athletes than they usually are. What? Get off him, Jet. Yeah. Well, Adults will do anything to get an advantage. Here's a video of a coach and an entire sideline losing it. This happened in West Springfield, Virginia at a high school game. This is just like a couple of months ago. So apparently after a free kick was awarded against their team and a goal was scored, they complained, they complained that there were two balls on the field. Game video shows that none of the, the players were even aware of the second ball in the field. They got caught napping on a free kick. This high school soccer being officiated by high school soccer referees. Take a look. Good. Assistant coach running on the field. There's two balls. Look, look at the side. The ball boy dropped the ball. You got a, a yellow. If I've got a yellow card for my teeth falling out on the field and picking it up. That guy gets yellow. He ran 30 yards on the field. Should be a red. Yeah, do you see how he, he's like two balls on the field, the ball that went into the goal, and the ball that was on the sideline. It shouldn't have been there. No. Yeah. And so it's a long video, and the, the parents were cussing nonstop, complaining for the next... The game was over right there. Their whole mentality was they were robbed, and for the remaining part of that game, 
it was over because the kids were reacting to what their parents were saying. Everyone's focusing on the past because the game's going on, but they're still thinking about the past. There was two balls on the field, the one that went in, the one that was accidentally dropped on the, on the sideline by the ball boy. That's what was going on. And because their focus is so focused on, we are robbed and we can't put a post on Instagram that we're moving on to the next level in state. They lost the game because they're focused on the past. Yep. Um, hmm. Just so you know, we do have a comment, but it was relative. Okay. It's from Jamie. No, it's from Jamie Nicewander. That's a cool name. Um, she said he. He, s- he says, "Our society is being taught to react this way. Media organizations intentionally polarize people through politics, sports, and social issues to create more extreme reactions. It simply makes more money." Facts. And then he says, "Thanks for talking about so many issues that exist in soccer and sports in general." And then Alex Rod says, it's a shame adults get out of hands that way. Out of hand that way. Yep, and it always happens. And if you truly loved your child, and say Ooh. your child is of the level of actually playing at the next level and competing, if you want your child to be able to develop in such a way that they can get to the next level, D1 Pro, whatever it may be, you may want to have a little bit of self-control and have a lot of reflection of what's going on. Pay attention to their body language. Pay attention on are they complaining to the coach? Are they complaining to teammates or the referee? Are they not focusing on tasks on hand? How many times has your child not been paying attention to the play because they're upset about three plays ago or whatever it might be? How many times does your child get very upset and then the next play is a foul and we're still focusing on blaming the ref? Are you a parent that does that? I've done it. Everyone does it, but are you really trying to develop your child to be a, a better player or a better human being or whatever it may be? You need to pay attention to that. You have to have control of your emotions at all times because if you have an explosion of adrenaline and you just lose control, you'll burn out, gas out, so you can't run anymore, you can't function anymore, and you end up doing something that is ridiculous because you're out of control. You want to keep your emotions under control. Was there another question there? Um, no, Kyle just said, I don't know what this is. Oh, Kyle Scott, the email I need to read. Oh, yeah. He said um, Sereno parents were always the worst from his experience. I don't know what Sereno parents Sereno. Are. Sereno. Yeah, it, it's a club that went went under like many other clubs or wow. it was absorbed by RSL or whatever. Uh, from the New York Times, does soccer still need the header? Yes. And this, this, okay. The header is super cool only thing you can use other than your feet and your well, chest. And, well, actually, I you could you could hurt yes. someone. New rules, new science, and new tactics are already beginning to push heading out of the game. But doing so could have unintended consequences. It would be futile to predict when precisely it will come if it it is not possible from the vantage point of now or here to identify a specific point or an exact date or even a broad time frame. All that can be said is that it will come. Sooner or later, the days of heading in soccer are numbered. <gasps> They're going to change the game. But Who's going to change it? If we eliminate that, what are they going to do? They're going to stick their feet in the Shoulder. Game. Boom, boom. Yep. I don't know. The ball, after all, is rolling. <laughs> Good one. England's Football Association has received permission from the IFAB, the arcane and faintly mysterious body that defines the laws of the game, capital L, capital G, always to run a trial in which players under the age of 12 
will not allow heading in training. If it is successful, the change could become permanent within the next two years. This is not an attempt to introduce an absolute prohibition of heading, of course. It's simply an application to banish deliberate heading, presumably as opposed (laughs) to accidentally heading from children's soccer. We're not trying to prohibit it. We're just trying to, what did they say? What was the other word? Change. Prohibition? No, after that. It's not prohibition. It's you have the, the show notes right there. Yeah, but I don't know where we are. Well, it, here's the thing. So th- this has been... Banish. In, yeah, banish. So th- this has been introduced in the United States because of a lawsuit. So they just removed it. And what happens is that because of not heading, there's a lot of collisions happening because they don't understand the time the ball's bouncing. They run up and they jump and they yep. can't head and they move and they fall. It just it becomes out of control. Now, I don't disagree... Um, with implementing that rule if we really want to get kids to learn how to play the game versus just kick it. Uh, so I like it on that, but they're saying it because of CTE, and that's a problem. Now let's talk a little bit more about it from Forbes. The concussion gender gap, why girls suffer more head injuries. Well, that doesn't make sense. Who is more likely to suffer a concussion playing high school sports? A female soccer wait, player. Hold up. It says I have an overlay. Where is it? It's CTE on the bottom. Oh, CTE. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Girls heading each other. So, um, question for all of you. Who is more more likely to suffer a concussion playing high school sports? A female soccer player or a male football player? American football player. Football. Ryan says football. Well, because they do the whole, like... Oh, no, definitely football. Like, okay. Don't they still, like, do the banging at the beginning? Wasn't there a whole movie about this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Called CTE. So <laughs> so the concussion gender gap is yeah. that is arguing that girls suffer more head injuries. Yes. Nice. Good, so of course. It, <laughs> I actually did a podcast about this a long time ago about how girls fake uh, concussions. I, I've coached high school where girls would fake concussions to avoid playing no joke, because they had a date or something. I don't know. Um, so that 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 kind of flaws things. That's a wild thing to do. A new study published in the Journal of Pediatrics found that girls who play high school soccer are at nearly the same risk for traumatic brain injuries no as boys way. who play high school football. They say that like that's not that's like saying something good about girls. Like yeah, they they play rough. No, it just sounds like so, they don't know how to play. If that's true, then they're doing something very very wrong. <laughs> Wow, they like, document. Oh man, they're really good at banging their heads it, together. It is interesting because it, Look at that. that's pure talent right there. Through high school, through high school, um, they have all the when you do um, when you do uh, uh, training to uh, prepare yourself for to compete in high school sports. You have to watch this whole concussion video, which it makes you th- you can. It's almost like being hypnotized. You're going to have concussion. Oh, do you feel a headache? Do you, do you, is the lights too bright or whatever? Concussion! Um, yeah, they, they they put so much stuff into kids' heads that if the, that has to be a large portion of it because oh, I got popped and wait, I oh yeah, do do you feel funny? Do you feel a headache? Oh yeah, I, I do have a headache. Do you have a headache? Think about it. I think, don't know. Think about your head. Is it hurt a little bit? Mine's hurting all up here now thinking about it. Oh, my gosh. These earmuffs I'm wearing are giving me a, I know. a concussion. It's like really getting me right here. Yeah. Jet has a concussion right now. 
Yeah, he took off the headphones earlier. Yeah. But it looks like Where he's, you? Bad, he's <laughs> doing Jet, better now. Jet's staring at Jessica McDonald. Where? <laughs> <laughs> so they're saying, despite the indisputable statistics, controversy still surrounds the exact reasons that girls suffer more concussions than boys. That's not fair. That's not equity. Uh, uh, equal concussions, I say. We've got to have equal concussions. Oh, so, Jamie has an interesting point. Well, yes. Boys in football simply don't admit to being rocked, so the, the numbers reported are not as high as they should be. Can yeah. I disagree with that a little bit? What about the girls that because decide that, uh, I, I got a concussion. I'm like, how? I, think I, I had a girl get a concussion in the weight room. Someone pushed her, and she, she moved and bumped in the wall. Oh, my head. Here's the thing. I believe that it's more likely that a girl would think that she has a concussion and be honest that she thinks she might have one because girls are more, like, emotionally intelligent. But I don't think And full that, of drama. Bro, that okay, kind of Potentially. Chills. Think That's about Jack. Racist. Is Jack a girl? Sorry, I shouldn't have said that on the internet. That's yeah. so um, but what I'm po- my point is that I don't think if you get a concussion, you keep playing. I think that, why aren't I looking at myself? I think that if a boy had a concussion in football, I don't think he'd hop right back on the field and be fine. I think he'd maybe try to hop back on the field and have an issue. And then they'd be like, oh, he has a concussion. Because Con- concussions are serious, you know? Maybe someone would take not want to take a risk as a girl and be like, oh, you know what? My health's more important than maybe this game. So maybe I'm going to step aside. And maybe I might have a concussion. Maybe I should play it safe. Or maybe you're like me or some other people I know where you just get a little bit paranoid. But that's, but maybe a guy wouldn't show paranoia because they're not as emotionally intelligent. But I don't think that a guy is going to not act like he has a concussion just because he doesn't want to look like he has a concussion. Maybe. I don't think that's possible. Well, if, it, it, if it's not that bad, then you probably don't have a concussion. I've had a concussion when I played football, and it was bad where I had to, I had to go home. Exactly. Like, it was bad. Home. Well, I was jacked up. There's no doubt. I practiced this okay. next it. day, though. I think well, I have CTE. Concussions don't last that long. Not always. Well, n- n- no. You'll, concussions can be, be out for My roommate got a concussion. Forever. She was good a couple of days later. Well, you're so not. So don't be so proud of yourself. Well, I was on the field the next day. You still went home. That's my only point. So data from a surveillance um, examined that 9,542 concussions in high school sports were studied. Boys playing football suffered the most concussions at 10.2 concussions per every 10,000 practices and games. Girls soccer was a close second at a rate of 8.4 per 10,000. Boys soccer, by contrast, had a much lower rate of 3.5 concussions per 10,000 games and practice. So the question is why? That's a big difference. So the, All right, I've got an arguer in here. Oh, good. Alex Rod, LOL, emotionally intelligent. That's a good one. Are you telling me that's not true? I think. I think that's pretty well, well, like. Don't don't get angry, Ryan. I'm not. Are you getting emotional right now? <laughs> Are you getting emotional? Yeah. Don't get it. Oh! I'm able to admit my emotions. That's like the Ryan. whole point. Well, the, Alex. The, the power of now. You won't. You won't really. The power of now is that I have my my cursor over the ban button. No, don't you dare. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so th- th- there's a difference um, that in many boys' sports, the contact is legal. So here's an e- example of why they think the study is skewed. Yet another, uh, the, the difference in many boys' sports, the contact is legal. So boys who play high-contact sports are often taught how to take a hit to minimize the impact. In football, ice hockey, and lacrosse, 
We're checking and tackling are a big part of the game. Learning to take and avoid hits is part of the coaching instruction. In girls' sports, uh, contact is generally not legal. Not true in soccer. It's actually more violent. In girls' ice hockey, for example, checking is not part of the game, so little time seems to be spent training female ice hockey players how to take a hit when it comes to that. uh, They may be less prepared. In soccer, I know for a fact that girls will do exactly what the coach says. Guys will say, no, I will not listen to you, and they're tougher coach. But if girls, if they really like the team and coaching staff, they'll go through a wall for them. And so many times I heard on the sideline from coaches, and, and comment and let me know if you've heard the same thing and who they are so we can out them. Have, have you heard coaches, especially in the girls' game, say, go through her, get stuck in. Have you heard those things? I hear them. Just violence. like, And a lot of the times, because in the girls' game, which I've shown videos, not saying all, but when you look at it as a, as a whole, majority, not all, majority, the girls' game is so ugly. It's reckless, out of control. Technique, technique doesn't exist. Why? Because the coaches know how to win right away by serving long balls, get their athlete in, go recklessly serve balls in, go through people and overwhelm their opposition. They don't have to really think as a whole, not everybody. I've seen girls teams that actually can play soccer too. Um, But as a whole, the percentages are goofy, especially in high school soccer. It's very violent in some of it. And there's no way to fix it if the coaches have to win and have to win that uh, Saturday so they can post on Twitter, we won, kind of thing. Look at me, I'm a super coach. When it has everything to do with, do you have talent or not? But hurting kids, ACLs, through the roof and all of that is based on, I think, the coaching. Mm-hmm. Coaching's horrible. What are your thoughts, Ryan, on that? Mm-hmm. I so, was reading comments. Well, there is, and I, I missed... a question. I think I missed a, a part where it talks about uh, so they're talking about... Hold up, let me bring up this question. Helmets. Yeah, what's the question? Sean Layton, what about other injuries? Female soccer seems to be much more violent. Yeah, it is. And I think that what leads to ACL tears and all that, because when you are violent and you go through people, you're always like going hard on one foot, and ACLs tend to blow. Um, I, I don't like saying this, and I'm not going to say it because I have a streak going with a certain injury that hasn't happened in my entire coaching career, coaching girls. Um, I'm all about safety and allowing the players Mm -hmm. I coach to actually have something to do after being shut down for six months to a year because a a very tough injury because you played them too long or you were so focused on winning, you're just putting people through uh, other players to get advantage in the moment and you destroy months if not years of the players that you have stewardship over so um they they are talking about uh, about helmets talking about bringing on helmets are we just gonna put on the girl side helmets don't work by the way like to save you from concussions it'll save you from lacerations but as far as i know comment let me know if i'm just crazy uh shaking of the brain boom boom a helmet it's not going to do much. No, we learned that from uh, Will Smith in that movie. Yeah, when he's shaking that jar. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to throw up. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'm pretty sure I have CTE. 
but mine's from cracking my neck all the time as a kid and stuff. Is that a bad thing? I do that all the time. No, I was bad. I would be like whipping it all day. Like I would, I would crack my neck, just violently slam it to the side. I can pop my ear. Hundred, two hundred times so a day. Weird. What? I can pop my ear and it sounds so weird. You ready? 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 Yeah. Like get down here. Ready? Ew. And it just goes. Hold on, Jack. I'm trying to find. I don't hear anything. I heard it at first. Well, that's gross. All right, stop. All right, you, you can pop your... And I can do it like 100,000 times. Well, that's probably not uh, good to do. So I think this brings up uh, a couple interesting points that we have to pay attention to when you get the media focused on, oh, we got to do something about CTE. Um, they're going to they're gonna do something to create an appearance of safety, not to really uh, logically and statistically change things. They're just going to throw something out there and say, look, we did something, you know, Kind of like we did with COVID, I'm sure the, the, the government officials, they, they did something. They locked us all down and, and ruined everyone's lives. Um, yeah, we, they'll do something, and it probably won't be the smartest thing to do. And uh, these are the things I think is going to happen. Uh, one, the role of helmets and headgear in protecting against concussion is not clear, but it's going to become clear. But researchers at the Helmet Lab at Virginia Tech say that that the right headgear would reduce concussion risk for female soccer players. Yeah, you imagine they're gonna uh, not the guys because they're low on the CTE or the con- concussion scale. Mm-hmm. Girls are gonna have to wear helmets like those those kids <laughs> that um, that are with disabilities and they have to wear a helmet because they keep banging their head against the wall. Yeah. Is that where you're gonna be, female players? Start stopping that right now. Put shirts together. We will not wear helmets. China. Yeah. All right. It made made in China, and that's where it's going to come from. The only one that benefits from this is China Water because boy. they're they're going to be uh, making them in China. Uh, yeah, it, it'll stop it from lacerations. That's about it. But gir- you imagine girls wearing helmets and messing so up their hair. No way. Oh, yeah, that's why. <laughs> Two, high school football is so fraught with head injuries. They may call an end to that sport completely, so we may just get rid of it. Seriously, it's boring. Yeah. Seriously, the well, NFL. So, so let's take this podcast before we get to the comments and the email I have to cover. Let's bring this all the way back to what really matters. Why do we want to win so bad? Why is it so important that you win and sacrifice your child's development? Why do we have to do that? I think people identifying winning with happiness which is absolutely not true. You can win a championship, a national title, or whatever. You're going to feel nothing. You don't feel anything there. But relationships with your son or daughter or other human beings that can last a lifetime through service, that will last forever. That's better than any championship you can win and put on Instagram. I promise you that. We have to change what we do as parents, coaches, administrators. The focus needs to be about development at all costs, and not just in the game, but in how we control our brain. How do we focus on being happy in the moment right now versus we might lose? What do we do? If we're not focused, guess what? We're benching players that we should be developing because we have to win. Can't develop on Saturday. In, in a league in your little town somewhere because you have to beat the purple team 
So we're going to bench this player, do these things, and really manipulate the game, yell at the referee, all these things. It's so angry and out of control versus just be happy, understand there's a human element to our communities. We should use a game to bring us together versus to separate, and it is a scary situation. All right, I'm going to get to that email unless something else came up, Ryan. Okay, while you're looking for the email, I'm going to do a couple things. Go ahead. So, Jamie... Talking about peer pressure and boys trying to look like they haven't been rocked, or I'll read it word for word. Peer pressure, boys are made uh, fun of if they look weak. It's wrong, but it happens often, so boys feel like they have to get tough and override feelings to admit what is perceived as weakness. I do agree with you, like, 100%. Um, Honestly, I'm not a doctor, so I don't really know how, like, minor concussions would be, so maybe they would work through it or not bring it up and not get it, like, documented. And I do think it probably has something to do with, like, if a girl thinks that she's more likely to have a concussion, she's not going to get as peer pressure to keep playing if a boy might. So I think we have, like, the same idea from opposite perspectives. So I do agree with you. And then Alex. Yeah. I don't know if I was using the right word, emotional intelligence. Not as much emotions. It really just rounds back to the peer pressure. So... I think we're all on somewhat the same page. Ryan, I'm going to text you. I'm going to text you. Jet is now gone. My phone is not in this room. Oh, never mind. Well, I can just hand you my phone because I cannot read. I can't see. This is too tiny for me to read. My eyes are jacked. Oh, okay. The whole thing? Yeah. uh, So we're going to get to that. I was supposed to do this while for Kyle Scott. What's Kyle say? Is he cool with us reading this email? It's on the bottom. I don't know. Oh, yeah, he asked if we were able to address the question on stream, so I'm pretty sure he's cool with us reading it. If you change your mind, let me know right now, but I'm going to read his question that came up right here first. Jack, can you stop? Just stop. Hey, control your emotions. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's a proven (laughs) example right there. That was a great point, Ryan. If I was able to deal with that without being angry and all that stuff, and that's what's hard and that's a great point Ryan brings up. I need to find a way to control that and do it in a different way where I'm not angry and, and going nuts like I was. We good? Okay. Um, okay, yeah. Kyle says read it. All good. Okay. I'll get to his question that I posted after this. Cause yeah, read, this read, read it. The problem with bigger clubs. Can everyone hear me all right? Should I turn yes. my volume, do you think? You're, you're fine. Uh, I'm going to go up. Okay, so... The problem with bigger clubs. Hey, coach, big fan of the podcast. I was a member of the Arizona Arsenal 97 boys team for several years. At the time, Sereno and CVV had been the best teams in the state for years, with us being one of the bigger clubs. There was a lot of pressure on us to push for a state title and win by any means necessary, so much to the point when tryouts came around, all the really skilled Hispanic kids from smaller clubs were recruited to the team. The team would eventually go on to win a state cup, but the core group of players that had been on the team for years was no longer welcome. I pause it right there. Yep. So these players playing for the Arsenal at the time, I don't know who the coach was, but it, it, and it happens all over the place, not just to call up the Arsenal. It, they have these players that you have for four or five years, and they got to the point where you're cutting them. They were under you as a coach. How come you didn't develop the player to be able to stay on the team? I, I don't understand that. I remember when... Uh, a coach from CCV, um, he posted on Facebook, 
I've been coaching this girl for five five years, and I had to let her go at tryouts. I felt so bad. That's on you. <laughs> you you're the coach. This is what they're paying you for. Where is the development? That's a problem. Go ahead. We had been replaced by players who were poached from the surrounding clubs, and our coach was had given up on us. The club and the team solely cared about winning and were willing to relegate their most loyal players to the B team that they had created out of thin air. To make things worse, the team had no chemistry. It was just a bunch of talented players who didn't know each other but were able to pull it together and by the skin of their teeth win a state, uh, state cup. What are your thoughts on relegating players to B teams? Because it seems that bigger clubs like Arsenal create B teams solely to extract money from the parents of kids who just aren't talented or developed enough to play the game at a high level. I'd like to believe that the coaches of B teams want to develop their players to eventually join the A team, but sadly it doesn't look like that that is the case. Any thoughts on this? Uh, I have lots of thoughts on it. It, When it comes to A, B, C C team, I'm not a – I'm not opposed to any of that as far as creating those to have players to be developed. It, it's who's coaching what. Uh, what is the club really coaching? And I'm all about uh, math over time. So Jack, when he joined Tuzos, he played on the first team, but also had him play on the second team. I had no problem representing the B team because I wanted my son to get touches. I wanted him to get real game touches because it's it's all about math. So whether you're on – you could be on the B team your entire career and develop in such a way that you're better than the A players as you move on because a college coach like myself at Phoenix College, I don't care where you played or what acronym you played for. Can you can you actually have possession of the ball, whether it's take a touch, one-touch soccer, whatever it is, and make good decisions? You're not going to be able to do that at the next level if you don't have opportunities over time. That's why I always say yeah, and email me if you want at Coach Cameron, uh, podcast at gmail.com. I'll send you the Excel spreadsheet of how I documented my son's development. I would pay attention to his hustle plays. How many times did he win solo tackles? How many times he did uh, to, uh, a group defending where I gave takeaway assists? How many times did he pass the ball forward? How many times did he pass the ball backwards, square, all those things, and identify how many times he lost the ball in those situations? How many times he, he lost the ball dribbling? All those things to, so I could look at my son and say, all right, here's your data. you know. And then we could look over a month, two months. How many opportunities did he have on the ball in a game? Game, that's what matters, that he was able to make a decision and actually overcome the failures. That's very important. That's how you can actually grade coaches. That's how you can uh, really develop players over time. It's all about math. And I think the game is so important to get as many reps. I would play in multiple teams, and that's why I can't stand not to get on a tangent right now. Uh, you know, you only can play for us. Don't do high school soccer. Can't do this. Can't play in multiple teams. That's poaching, all that stuff. You need to play in two, three teams. You need as many opportunities because if you're on one team, the A team or whatever, but you're not getting playing time or it's so reckless you're not able to make a decision, but you got an Instagram post and one, congrats. But if, you, if you're not getting opportunities to receive the ball, and be able to make decisions, you'll never progress. So what are we doing? We need to prepare every kid what, uh, to be able to play in the Premier League. That's, that's what we should be doing because in the Premier League, the Champions League, the highest level of soccer being played, you cannot make a poor decision without being brutally destroyed on the counter from the goalkeeper, backline, everyone. 
they, sometimes they have to hold the ball two, three, four touches because they know uh, one bad pass is going to cause their entire team to run 70 yards back or whatever it may be. You cannot be in that position, not being able to dribble out of pressure. Have to be able to do that. So I don't know if any of that made sense, but it's all about math to me. And math's not being given in club soccer as a whole. No way. It's individual coaches. you got to find that coach. So plan a B team, plan a C team, if it has a coach that actually develops players because you can develop players. Next question. Do, do we finish that email? We did. Okay. Okay. From Kyle, Coach, have you seen the way Eddie Johnson develops his players? They're all super technical and prim- Yeah, they're all super technical and primarily play futsal. Oh, um, no. The only Eddie Johnson I know played for the Phoenix Suns. But um, I will. Uh, anyone that sends me a name, I, I'm I'm actually building up the uh, my contact list because i get emails all the time or, or dms saying uh hey we live in this zip code or we're by this club which which coach would you suggest and all that stuff i do keep an archive of that and i i need to announce more of uh, top coaches in arizona um yeah i need to i need to start doing that more so people know okay um next question this one made me laugh a little bit um zachary Good evening. What's your take on switching goalies at halftime? We have two goalies. One is awesome, the other not so much. Why do coaches bring on goalies who seem to hurt the team? And my guess is that you're going to say you're a pro because you're known for, like, switching out players a lot. But maybe not when one is awesome and the other one not, not so much. Yeah. Well, it's hard to have a team with only one keeper. Um, I think uh, with goalkeeping, if – if you have two, that's a, a good number. Sometimes you need three or whatever. That's why you need multiple teams in some places. But um, you need to give – you need to develop players that are on your team. And if you're the goalkeeper, uh, I would strongly encourage the goalkeeper, the, the starting keeper that switch at half or whatever, to get on the field and play. You have to be a field player as a goalie. You can't just be a goalie. You better learn how to play center back because if we're trying to teach kids to develop – they need to be rotated on the field at center back. The same as a dang goalie. So you need to get to that point, and that's why it's important to have multiple teams. If you're only playing half in a, in a single game weekend, if you're able to play on another team, whether it's indoor futsal, 6v6, or whatever it may be, you've got to get repetition over time. So that that's a, you know, uh, and I get you're focusing on, you know, the goalkeeper that, you know, might be your child or, or whatnot, um, or you might be losing because uh, of having another keeper. But if you're trying to manage a team, you need two. What if if the starting keeper gets hurt? And what are you going to do? Next, is that it? That's it. That's it. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Google Play, or iTunes, or wherever a podcast are found. I moved my podcast anchor, but still goes over to everything else. So that goes so long. Yeah, subscribe, like. We'll be back next Sunday, at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and do look into contributing to this podcast by donating to our foundation, which is in the earlier part, where you can go to phoenixcollege.edu, and then scroll down to the bottom, and then you'll uh, see the Bears link. You click on our athletic page, click on there, and then on the top portion, you'll have the whole thing again. Yeah, okay. donate and sponsor. You click on that, and then you get a chance to. Uh, Give to Athletics. This is a 501c3 um, that you can use uh, your taxes, but um, we can use that funding to help Dreamers. That's 
what I primarily use this account for is to help uh, Dreamers uh, pay for school because they don't get in-state tuition. They get out-of-state. So it's like $8,000 a year. That's very expensive for, for a PC. junior college. Oh, yeah. And then to graduate them. So we, we have a Dreamer graduating this fall. But we have to pay for summer school and all that stuff to keep them on track. But, uh, yeah, please consider doing that if you can. Make sure you uh, choose athletics or Phoenix College men's soccer as the choice um, to do it. Yeah, and Jet, what else? You got, you got any lasting words? Jet wants to get out of here. Oh, I don't. And, and I haven't eaten today. I No. I, I fast 24 hours a day is the goal. Now I'm trying to ump it to 36 hours because I am He's crazy. a female warrior. <laughs> and we had amazing tilapia tacos Wait, today. Wait, you're yep. female? I thought you were a boy. I am. Girl. I'm a man. It's just a saying, Jet. I'm a man. All right. Um, man of his words. For direct uh, access or contact, go to CoachCameron.com, which I and never update. Weird. One day I will. If you like, uh, you want to update my website, you're more than welcome and that's it. That's all I got. Thank you, IT Ryan. Thank you, Jet. Welcome. See you next week. Rojo will be back, and uh, they're driving in from California. Be safe. Right. See you. Appreciate you all. Bye.